Why do people who need to be in therapy refuse to go to therapy? Well, for one, individuals fear judgment. They fear change, the unknown, and what they might discover in therapy. Additionally, they're too prideful to admit they need help. Some people doubt the efficacy of mental health treatment. They're uncertain it will work or misunderstand how it works. On today's episode, I want to discuss how we, the saints, can be the difference from a distance and how to know when to walk away with confidence from tables that are no longer serving us, how we can walk away from environments full of toxicity and not have any of that get on us, and how we can plant seeds of salvation, seeds of repentance, seeds of faith, and seeds of much good fruit into people, but also know how to plant the seed and keep it moving. I want to start with a controversial topic, ghosting. So ghosting is a very popular phrase in this generation. And whether you're the ghoster or the ghostee, I think the majority can agree that ghosting in and of itself kind of sucks. For all my listeners who don't know what the term means, ghosting is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone suddenly and without explanation. Of course, if you're doing the ghosting, chances are it wasn't personal. The decision to ghost that individual or those individuals was to better yourself. Anytime you make a decision to choose yourself, nine times out of 10, it's going to upset people, especially ones who were benefiting off of you not having any boundaries to begin with. And just know that anyone who gets upset for you having boundaries is not your friend. Now, if you're the one who has been ghosted, it's crazy because we tend to take the rejection so personally when, in all actuality, God allowed it to happen. God allows rejection to happen because he knows the plans he has for us. He sees the hurts and the pain before we do. And in his love and mercy, he allows those painful encounters, such as being ghosted, to occur. Because he's protecting us from the damage that those people or those peoples would have caused us. Of course, we don't see it that way at first. So it will take time because healing takes time. There are no shortcuts to your healing, guys. What believers need is to grow in their spiritual discernment. Perspective is everything. We all have sight, but it isn't until you hide yourself in the secret place where the Holy Spirit gives you insight. I have a podcast episode on the channel entitled Christians Need Biblical Discernment. After you finish this episode, check out that one next. I marvel at how Jesus was able to complete his assignment in just three years. He modeled this so perfectly, and I'll admit, I took a childish mentality into my adulthood and made a lot of mistakes that I believe were unnecessary. And if I can help my listeners shed years off their life by learning from the mistakes I've made, that's all I could ask for. So what do I mean by the statement I just made, taking a childish mentality into my adulthood? Well, I've had to learn the hard way that not everyone is for you, Not everyone is your friend, and oftentimes it's the people who are closest to you who are the most jealous and envious of you. So I have a question to ask. How did you make friends in elementary? At this point in our education, our minds haven't fully developed. We don't know the concept of bestie and frenemies yet. So we're pretty much all friends, right? But as we continue to grow, we get to middle school, and now our friend group changes. We have the popular kids, the chess and book club. We start to notice what is cool and what is not. And now we just want to be accepted. 
In high school, you'll be lucky to remain friends with the people you met freshman year by the time you graduate senior year. Because I saw the same people every day, whether that be at church, school, parties, etc., I qualified these people and gave them the title of friend and day one's loyalty, all because they showed up. How many of us are guilty of doing this? Giving qualifying titles to the most undeserving souls. The good news is that if you recognize that you have made this mistake, the art of pivoting is available to you. Pivot means to change. You can change your opinions at any time, your taste in music, career, mindset, etc. Maya Angelou once said, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. It's time to stop stripping the simplicity out of the simple gospel. You are being too hard on yourself for things you didn't know. Now that you know better, you can do better. And if you feel like you messed up to the point of no return, I want you to meditate on this verse. And we know that for those who love God, all things, not just some things, but all things work together for good because God can only do good. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. This is a covenant God has with his people. It's not wishful thinking. It's a promise. The best thing we can do when people who refuse to hold themselves accountable and take responsibility for their actions that have caused us so much pain is to plant the seed and keep it moving. Be the difference from a distance. Remove your presence. Gift them with your absence. We often get things done a lot faster when we remove all distractions from our life anyway. And I pray that we are all surrounded by people who stand on loyalty and pure intentions. Life is too short to have people at your table who just want to eat without being fruitful. Never underestimate the power you have to take your life into a new direction. Your hardest times often lead to the greatest moments of your life. Keep going. It will all be worth it.